just turning 7.43 and yet again as we approach a new year, we're forced to reflect on multiple very highly publicised safety lapses that turn into tragedies in this country, ranging from fires to workplace incidents, raising the very political issue of irregular work, uh, to the recent Gangneung gas leak incident that claimed the lives of teenagers. Of course, in some cases, regulations are already there, just not necessarily being adhered to. As questions intensify around safety and loopholes, including at the National Assembly, let's now welcome Professor Yi Chang-hoon from the Department of Police Administration at Hanam University. Thank you very much for joining us. Thank you for invitation. Good morning. Yes, good morning to you. So um, this gas leak in Gangneung is obviously one of the latest of these tragedies, particularly sad as it claimed the lives of three teenagers and left several others in a very serious condition initially. Um, what was the root cause of this accident for you? Uh, for now, it is too early to de- define the root causes of accident uh, because the police investigation is undergoing. But in general, per- uh, in in terms of general perception about the safety accidents, such as the case, I guess the root cause is, uh, you know, I'm sure is that the social systems uh, that have developed a poor level of uh, safety uh, sensitivity. I think that's the root causes. Yeah, I mean, the, the thing is, we can talk about faulty gas pipe installation, we can talk about lenient inspection, mm-hmm. but it seems to me like th- th- there is just this willingness to take shortcuts in the name of either making money or just get projects mm-hmm. done. What, in your view, could have prevented such a tragedy? Uh, and that's not easy to to answer that question, but you know, I I believe that the, the most important and effective, but somewhat long term uh, solution or prevent measure would be uh, changing the public perception. In, in I mean, the general perception about the safety precaution and procedures, things like that. Uh, as, as you mentioned earlier, you know, we have uh, somewhat strict rules and regulations in some sense, uh, for the public safety. But uh, those rules and regulations are not strictly observed by the public, uh, particularly in some areas like uh, constructions and things like that. So I think uh, we need to change the cultures and then, uh, you know, we need to change the traditional, uh, you know, somewhat uh, behaviors that, that has not been strictly followed orders. Yeah, and, and of course we might say if that culture doesn't change out of basic concern for others, it, perhaps it has to change through the threat of horrific punishment. Uh, Powder Sharp, 1013 for 51 per message, if anybody would like to weigh in on that side of it. Uh, Professor E, from buildings to trains to hot water pipes, gas leaks, all kinds of safety issues arising, particularly over this winter. Could you define, though, the difference between a a sort of man-made safety accident and the kind of accident where we just have to say, you know, it just happened. Yeah, uh, okay. You know, uh, currently I'm a member of the uh, Safety Inspection Committee for the Ministry of Interior and Safety. Uh, according to the interior in, uh, internal regulation of the ministry, we uh, categorize accidents into four. Uh, those are nature disaster, social and safety ex- 
accident and then traffic accident and crime. Uh, the gas leak accident in Gangneung is an example of a social and safety accident. And those are typically made by uh, human errors and then uh, social systems. So it, it clearly we uh, differentiate that social uh, and safety accident from the other types of the accident and disasters. And uh, we try to figure out uh, in those cases uh, what really you know uh, you know uh, we don't really try to find out that uh, the real superficial. Uh, causes of the accident, but uh, we try to change that uh, systems, um, including rules and regulation afterwards. So those types are uh, safety accidents. What's your view of the, the role of the police in safety-related accidents? Uh, as I mentioned, in, uh, for, for different types of the uh, accidents, nature and uh, social disasters, actually police has a uh, not many things to do with it, uh, but other two later tools are, you know, the police responsibility, and but you know, police need to be ready to respond to this uh, social accident immediately. And then, rather than that, uh, there's uh, not many things to do with the police. Right, as we said before, this this threat of punishment, though. Has to be there, whether it's a fear of police or inspectors or prosecutors. Ultimately, uh, let's look at another example. Gangnam District Office gave Tejong Building an A level in a previous safety check back in March, but this is now at risk, a high risk even, of crumbling down, which suggests the checkup may have failed to ascertain properly the true condition of. What is an aged infrastructure? This makes us question, surely, the the reliability of current safety measures and inspections. Uh, How do you assess this inspection system in place? You know, as I mentioned, the police, you know, uh, uh, before the accident occurs, uh, police has uh, not many things to do with, you know, the the laws are not enforced by the police. So, you know, afterward, we can change the punishment, increase the level of punishment, but that does not necessarily always work uh, for the, uh, you know, for prevent the future uh, accidents. Uh, I believe that the, the current system has been somewhat outdated in the sense that uh, they have not been uh, revamped for a long time. I mean, you know, uh, every morning you know, we have new technologies, things like that, and those rules and regulations has not been uh, accepting those technologies yet, and uh, in addition, the system has developed. Uh, you know, it has been developing poor level of public perceptions regarding safety precautions. So, I, I think you know, uh, uh, we can increase the punishment, but we can not to uh, uh, change the the level of punishment, but we can change the rules and regulation to uh, increase the public perception about the safety accident. I mean, it's, it's somewhat different. I, I don't know whether you can see it or not, but the purpose of the change of regulation should not be to increase the punishment, but to change that public perception. 
Well, coming back then to that, or, or focusing <laughs> on that a little bit more closely, um, yeah. safety insensitivity, we might call it, uh, in terms yeah. of a culture, still being prevalent across our society. I remember after the Sewol ferry disaster in 2014, there was obviously a very strong feeling like something needs to change. And, and even after that, there were a number of high-profile accidents, which, which ensured that that issue didn't really leave the, the, the headlines for several months. But still, we find ourselves here today talking about changing safety culture. So w- what is it that makes us insensitive? Oh, here. As, uh, let me talk about that again. You know, uh, just to, to change that or to increase the, the p- level of punishment, that does not necessarily change the public perception. That's what I'm trying to say here. Uh, uh, for example, you know, too much increased punishment, level of the punishment, actually will not change the human behavior to abide the, the, the law necessarily, but it also uh, alters human behavior not to abide the law. I mean, you know, try to... We actually, too, a heightened punishment actually can ch- change people to avoid the law. So what I'm trying to say here is that instead of the, uh, the increasing the level of punishment, let the law and regulation should allow people to decide whether they're going to abide the law or avoid the law. And to do that, you know, to, to, yeah, people, to let people abide the law, we need to provide some benefit, you know, when they abide the law, the follow the law. I mean, you know, we need to include some sort of a benefit uh, of law-abiding for the law-abiding behavior. By doing so, people can choose to follow the law instead of to avoid the law. Do you do you see what I'm saying here? Yeah, well, no. absolutely. I think in darker corners of society or. or regions where there's not such a, a close gaze, perhaps people just occasionally cut corners. But I, I've honestly seen a, a strong improvement in Seoul. For example, at, um, at Gwangwa Moon Station uh, recently, um, th- there was uh, a situation where the gl- glass closing doors were not in place for a little while. And uh, actually, it's quite impressive what they what they did. They had a staff member sitting down in every single gap. They had uh, a sensitive electronic rope, if you like, which made a a noise every time you uh, went anywhere near it. It was a very different situation from that when when I first came to Korea. And, you know, there there were many stations without glass doors and certainly nobody there to make sure people weren't walking near the edge. Just little examples like that are clearly a sign that authorities are taking this seriously yeah you know uh, it is important that, that we have a, a strong and strict code safety code to uh, follow but you know the by simply providing punishment will not change the public perception what i'm trying to say here yeah. is that you know by provide you know also we need to the law and regulation also need to provide benefit for the people who follow the laws and then that does not include it in the rules and regulations. I mean, 
Indeed. Uh, yeah, criminal law is based on the assumption that human beings are rational choice makers. Okay? And then by only having the punishment inside of the, the regulations, you know, people, uh, that does not let people decide uh, based on their free will. So what I'm trying to say is that in, in the safety code, we need to also include that benefit for the people who follow the law, and then they will actually change that the, uh, and then cultivate that uh, the you know, heightened level of uh, safety perception and sensitivity, when, we, when you call it. Professor E, thank you very much for joining us today. Thank you. Professor Yi Chang-hun from the Department of Police Administration at Hanam University. And, well, wh- where do we take this conversation? It, it it's certainly uh, makes a lot of sense when we hear Professor E talking about changing the culture and not just focusing on the punishment as a way of bringing about changes. Uh, and then again, if we think about certain areas of contradiction like for example people care a lot about not catching a cold making sure their kids are dressed up warm and i fall into this trap myself not necessarily then making sure the kids in the back are wearing their seat belts you know which is potentially far more dangerous than maybe skipping one layer in the cold so there's a little bit of contradiction there as well and honestly speaking sometimes with a seatbelt situation the best way is to say well if the police see you you're going to be punished sometimes requires that kind of um, action in the back of your mind to ensure uh, action if if on a daily basis bad habits slip in again we'd love to hear from you on this or any of our other topics powder sharp 1013 for 51 per message we'll continue after bbc world news